que se siente ser feliz solamente cuando toma no llenar ese vacío porque únicamente es mío por eso es que te abandona Welcome to the second episode of the Puro Pincha Cowboys podcast. Uh, I'm Fidel. And I'm Roberto. And uh, we're here to talk about shit show that was the Cleveland Browns game. Roberto, what, what are your first impressions? Ah, man, my first impressions is I was passively watching in the third quarter. I was I started doing laundry. I had already started processing the loss. I had already started thinking of the good things I had going for me. Tomorrow I have a job interview. It's a beautiful day outside. And I even started eating lunch with my family. And it wasn't until the halfway through the fourth quarter that I was like oh shit this is gonna happen right and, and, Bendejo, right? Like and, not, and by this I didn't mean like oh my god they're gonna win I meant like they're gonna get my fucking hopes up that's right yeah I, I you know it's funny because I was sort of a very same boat right sort of similar to last week I you know I realized like oh I haven't eaten anything and this game is pretty much over so I'm just gonna go take care of my basic needs of eating so I just went and, and you know got some food but pendejo I kept sort of watching the game on my phone and there's starting making a comeback right and at that point i was like wow they're gonna do this again aren't they they're going to make it seem like they could come back from this and then they're just going to like give you the big middle finger just to remind you that si eres un pendejo you do this to yourself yeah i, so, I mean at, yeah at this okay. point i was thinking you know how cowboy fans really get a bad rap most of it deserved but for being bandwagons but i i mean it's been 25 years since they've won a super bowl it's they're they're mediocre at best for those 25 years I'm I'm not sure who's a bandwagon fan right now or if you are like you say yeah you know, yeah pendejo. right i mean i yeah i don't really understand the whole notion of, of bandwagon fans i mean uh, for cowboys bandwagon fans I, I feel like that might have been true in the 90s right but like at, at this point I, yeah it's just like people are conflating hatred for the cowboys and cowboy fans which you know i get because I, I i hate cowboy fans you know myself because we're, we're fucking terrible <laughs> but um yeah they conflate that with bandwagon it's like it's like saying like oh you're a bandwagon fan because you root for the bulls it's like well the bulls have not been good for a long ass fucking time right yeah. but yeah that was that was my day watching the cowboys going from this extreme high when they're up 14-7 and it looks like they're just not gonna stop it's it felt one of them kind of like 35-14 games where you're just watching it and joyfully watching it enjoying it right for the cowboys and then all of a sudden uh the browns roll off 23 unanswered points and it's 31 to 14 at halftime and you start reading the stats that the Browns hadn't scored 28 points in halftime since fucking George Bush's dad was president. And at that point, it was just like, oh, shit. Well, and that's the thing too, right? You you and I have talked about this before about how there's something about the Cowboys that makes them make mediocre quarterbacks look like Hall of Famers. And look, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is a bust, right? But it's not like he's been tearing up the league. And But to your point, like the best game that Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky ever had was against the Cowboys. Right. And I, I don't know what it is. I mean, other than like a really shitty secondary that seems like it will be keep being this leaky. You know, I, I don't know what it is about the Cowboys that always do this. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if it's I mean, I don't really watch the Bills play that often. But I think one of the first good games that Josh Allen had was also last year against the Cowboys for Thanksgiving. Baker Mayfield, I mean, I know it's impossible not to keep track of him just because of the commercials that he's on every commercial break. But when he got drafted, I was at that draft. That was the year that it was 
held at AT AT&T Stadium, which is 10 minutes from my house. And I went there and I remember talking to Browns fans and they were they were disappointed that that they drafted him. They wanted Saquon Barkley. And when they drafted Mayfield, it was it was like a disappointment. Of course, he had a good, pretty good first year. And then last year was a disappointment, I would say. But he really looked good playing against the Cowboys. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's like just like you, I was like, all right, well, I I had I had come to terms with the fact that this was a loss. And I was like, all right, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm going to go for a walk. And then they, they, you know, it's like that fucking quote, just when you think you're out, they like, they drag you back in. And sure enough, I was like, all right, I'm going to reinvest in this game. Right. And then also added to the fact that, well, pendejo, I keep betting on cowboy shit. So what were some of your bets today? Man. Oh, dude, can we, you know, okay. I'm going to tell you about something. Let me pull that up. But it's, it's, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I've been, I was thinking about this and I'm like, Maybe the reason I keep betting on the Cowboys, it's like a pendejo tax. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, like you're going to keep doing this. Like you're going to keep rooting for this team that has historically shown you to like, like they have told, it's not even like they dis- like they tell you they're going to disappoint you. And yet, despite all that, you're like, well, you know, maybe this, this time will be different. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously I go into these bets thinking that I'm going to might be able to make some money, but clearly that's not the case and it sucks because so some of the bets that i make are like parlays right and it's always a cow like every single time i made a bet a parlay bet that has a cowboys in them mm-hmm. I, i've lost you know so, so before we go further explain what a parlay is parlay is basically when you pick the outcomes of several games and the more games you pick the higher the payout right you know? so the payout is tied to several games right yeah okay and oftentimes it's been the cowboys that just ruined that shit for me <laughs> but um you know i started i started like i readjusted my strategy by betting because again I'm not very good at it I, I don't want to give you the impression or anyone the impression that I'm really good at it I'm like I'm like l- legit like I've convinced myself that this is a pendejo tax at this point right <laughs> but uh just just to show you some uh some bets that I made right and some of these are really tempting obviously like just to for example this one like I bet one dollar that CD Lamb was going to have 150 receiving yards and two touchdowns today and the payout is 118 dollars yeah that's I will take that right exactly so that one was like oh well fuck it it's it's such a low threshold and I started feeling really good about it after that first touchdown the CD Lamb touchdown right. I was like oh he's already got 67 yards and like a touchdown and it's only the first quarter like I started feeling really good and that sort of started adding to that feeling of like upping my expectations and then it started going downhill and like the fact that like I briefly thought I could win $118 you know made me more mad why the fuck (laughs) like the re it's it's 100 the payout is $118 per dollar for a fucking reason right right anyway so yeah so I don't know man it's it's um so when's the last time you won money with the Cowboys I've never won money I mean I've never won really I only started betting (laughs) on the Cowboys this season. And like, it feels weird, right? I try to rationalize it. Like I I look at the way that they performed over the last now four games and I'm like, I should bet against the Cowboys, but my fucking fandom doesn't allow me to. So instead I just literally pay a fucking pendejo tax to watch this fucking team disappoint me. And that's the thing, like like you, I was in a pretty good mood, you know, for the most part. I was at a, like you and I have talked, like I have this thing every Saturday called like No Sad Song Saturday. So like Saturdays are pretty good. 
good. And I've come to realize that maybe the reason I do that is because I need at least one, one weekend day to go right. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of like hedging against the Cowboys disappointing. Yeah. Like I said, it was a beautiful day. I woke up and I, I even mowed the grass. It's gotten to that time of the year where, where you don't get dehydrated mowing the, the lawn and everything was, everything went well up until, until the end, up until the end. And really the Cowboys should really be 0-4 if it wasn't for a historic collapse. Exactly. Right. And, and maybe that's that maybe that would have been, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, at this point, what it could have should have, right. At this point, yeah. I, I, so, I think. Here's, so here's a question that I always ask myself, would it, would these losses be any easier if they were blowouts and the Cowboys finished two and 14? Would that be any easier or are the fact that they are competitive makes it worth watching. Well, first of all, the Cowboys are not going to go two and fourteen because they're in the NFC East. That continues to be the silver lining, you know, silver linings playbook, if you will. Uh, that's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. No, fuck it. I like that joke. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> You know, it's a silver lining of playing in the NFC East, right? You have the Washington football team who just lost to the Ravens, but you have the Giants losing to the Rams. And then you also have like the Eagles who are just struggling. You know, they, they couldn't even beat, like they played not to lose in overtime against the Bengals. So out of those four teams, I still think the Cowboys are the better team just because of how explosive this offense is, right? Even when, when Zeke is kind of, you know, struggling, which he has for the last two days, that offense has been kept going because of Dak you know right. I mean like he like the numbers that he's put he had four three consecutive games for 450 yards right you know like that that is yeah I mean which also kind of makes me upset that this this is it's, it's almost like a throwback to like peak Tony Romo right where he's clearly not the problem the quarterback is not the problem they're putting these amazing big numbers but the rest of the team is just is like is, is wasting that those peak years of, of these quarterbacks yeah I see this as Tony Romo 2020 right uh, from 2016 up until now it's been the problem has never has never been Dak. it's just like the problem was never romo and it you almost can't help but to imagine or 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 see that whatever talent Dak has and clearly has a lot of it is just going to be wasted yeah but but uh you know so how's what the rest? Yeah, what can we do right? So how's the rest um, of your? How's your rest of your week been? Well, it's it's it, and that's the thing, right? So like, so for those of you that don't know, I work in news. I, I specifically I work in the sports stuff for the LA Times. It's been a very busy week. Uh, in addition to that, like obviously the Dodgers and the, the Lakers are going through. You know, the, the the Lakers are on the cusp of winning a title, and the Dodgers are you know moving along in the playoffs. But anyway, I was working like the day that that it was revealed that. Trump had coronavirus, you know, right. so, so it was already a long work day and, you know, it was just sort of a long, stressful week. And, you know, you and I sort of talked about how like the game was going to be like a good opportunity to just like let this crazy week kind of like, like a, a, as a little treat for, for having survived this week, you know, like, cause I, I, like this whole Trump thing, like that's clearly a big deal for everyone. Like it just throws everything into uncertainty, right. regardless of where you stand politically. It is sort of like, I don't know. I mean, like not to throw it back to the Cowboys right but I sort of realized being a Cowboys fan and also like the fact that I'm you know Mexican which means that we that I have a healthy dosage of fatalism you know <laughs> I feel like being a Cowboys fan and being Mexican has sort of prepared me for sort of like expecting the craziest shit to happen right all of these I mean the, one of the first stories you hear is of La Llorona right and it's about some woman who depending on the version either killed her kids or searching for them and or you hear these corridos they're all about maybe not all of them but a good percentage of them are about killing people you love or you love right so yeah i think that definitely uh influences how you come to expect certain things yeah wow 
This is, uh, I think it's very appropriate that we're talking about death and uh, dark things right as uh, it turns to October. Well, October is my birthday. Towards the oh, dang. Well, well, happy early birthday. Happy um, early birthday. And the Cowboys play on my birthday, so that'll be fun. Ooh. It, will it, though? They're playing Washington. Okay. So, all right. So maybe you'll get a birthday gift. But uh, going back to this whole notion of uh, fatalism, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, it's, it's funny, right? Because it's sort of like, you know, I keep thinking back about the early days of the coronavirus and how it happened right and like like i like i kind of feel like most people most people that was like so that something so unimaginably crazy could happen right. that that it sort of like completely threw them off right like there's like wow like i never believed that this could happen you know but for me when it happened i was like yeah okay that's that that checks out given that like i am conditioned to sort of expect the craziest scenarios right because i mean going back to this game sorry like i know we should probably move on from talking about this damn game and like talk about other things that make us happy and end this podcast on a good note but like the thing about this game is if they would have won it would have like it's like yeah i believed it you know like that makes that checks out to how this team reacts right it's sort of like that 2007 game against the buffalo bills where tony romo threw five picks and yet for for whatever reason like you still felt that they could come back and then that faith was sort of validated but on the other hand i've i've also experienced this before where like they seem to be like re- about to reward your faith only to like give you a gut punch again right yeah well that's exactly what it was today and i guess at a, at a certain point the reverse also works as well where the cowboys could be up 28 to 0 and the opposing team could score a field goal and all of a sudden i'm imagining oh no here comes a, a collapse here comes that year when the cowboys blew something like four 21 point leads during the game with tony romo there partly because of, of everything we've talked about the lack of defense and whatnot and you're just i don't know if i don't i I'd be curious to see how other non-Mexican fans of the Cowboys experience this. Would you? I kind of don't really care. (laughs) I don't know. Well, and I think that's also partially why, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I I do feel like, is it it the fact that we're Mexican kind of gives us a different coping mechanism for this, right? Because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, I don't know. It's 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 hard to tell. I think partially it's just the Cowboys. Partially we're talking about this. What 20 minutes after it happened? Yeah. Uh, oh man. One more thing I'll say about that that I'm really curious to get sort of your your thoughts on, and it has nothing to do with the game because I think it's it's time we move on a little bit before we right. sort of start you know start start looking ahead. Did you see that article? And by article I mean that tweet because let's face it, even though I like work in news, I don't read everything. Uh-huh. You know, um, but the, the it was like a Washington Post story about how here. Let me see if I can find it. It's, no, I it's think a, I think I know which one you're talking about. That our minds aren't built to basically withstand so much negative thoughts. Yeah, exactly. The headline is COVID nineteen makes us think about our mortality. Our brains are designed for that. What was your reaction when you saw that? I'm just curious. I thought I've been thinking about death since. Well, here's an example. When I used to walk home from high school, sometimes not every time. But I'd say once a week, I'd always think, oh my God, there's a dog that is about to get loose walking by this junkyard. <laughs> this is this is how I'm going to fucking die. Or I'm going to get uh, hit by a car. Or just thinking just thinking about death, essentially. Yeah, 
right? Like me too, man. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like I can't like, and, and that's the thing, right? I feel like, I feel like this is a, a like a Mexican American, like a first generation, second generation Mexican American thing, right? Uh, where, where you're like, you are on alert at all times. And maybe this is a tribute to the fact that like, I don't know about you, like I grew up fucking poor, you know? Right. So, so a lot of that was just being alert, right? And like becoming, right. so for me to read this, I'm like, really? Like this is fucking news to me because my brain is thinking about every single thing that could go wrong you know right uh well here's another example when i was little we'd go to the stores kmart we used to go to a lot and i go do my own thing watch uh look at the toys and whatnot and there come a point where i was like oh shit i've been separated from my parents a long time and i'd start walking around the store looking for them and i wouldn't find them right away because i mean that's what happens and there would be a point <laughs> where i was like well fuck i guess they took off i guess i'm alone now i guess i live here now <laughs> i guess i'm an orphan the rest of my life and i'm, I'm just gonna have to fend for myself but and yeah, then, that, that, yeah so go ahead sorry I, and then th- there would always be a point where i would go out to the fucking parking lot and look for the car because i was so convinced that i had been left behind and once i saw it i was like all right so they're still here right that's so funny right like what is what is it well yeah that's the thing it's like how are they gonna say that our brains are not designed to do this if it's exactly what we're doing you know what i mean it's like i want to meet the people whose brains are not designed this way like i I feel like you know it's it's sort of like uh i don't know i think it was uh i can't remember i think it was a cedric the entertainer joke right where he was like you know you're so conditioned to like immediately like like be reflective of your own survival, right? If like you see a crowd of people running in a one direction, you're going to start running with them because you don't know what's going to happen, but either probably, you know, it's probably in your best interest, right? So like, yeah, I mean, I'm always sort of like unable to like not stop thinking about how it's all going to end. Right. And maybe, maybe that's some of the work that we have to do, right? Because we, we are going to die. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't mean to be breaking this news to you, but we are going <laughs> to fucking die. Right. You well, I, I will say that once the, the past, pandemic hit i did immediately think of how much easier it would be if i was alone and did not have to to worry about my wife and daughter i i immediately and i don't mean <laughs> please please explain to me because uh, yeah yeah, because, me, oh, man, yeah by, by all means yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna shut up and let you i did not I i'm did gonna not, hang up and listen <laughs> i did not i didn't think i don't mean this as them for obviously having passed because of this I meant that it would be so much easier for me to handle this coronavirus, this pandemic, if I was a single person, right? And I could just essentially just take care of myself rather than having to worry about, listen, my wife's a teacher and she's back to work. This is going to be her second week working face-to-face in person with these students. And one of the things that we worry about, obviously, is what these students do in their houses. You know, not everybody's taking this pandemic seriously. And all it takes is just one minor slip up and and the worst can happen. Yeah, just quick follow-up question what kind of what is the demographic breakdown of your your wife's class just oh it's a it's a a black and brown school basically okay yeah i mean that actually makes me feel a little bit better you know because i feel like i mean we all know who the mask who the anti-maskers are right 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 so yeah i mean it's it's and you're right, right? It's, I mean, as, as someone who is a single person, like, it is sort of a relief. I don't know, a buddy of mine who's uh, sort of like the Jersey Shore Italian version of me, right? Like, went to school together and, like, he's one of my best friends. Um, When this started, he was like, you know, ultimately this this pandemic is basically a, a prison sentence, right? You're going to start 
time. Right. You know, and I sort of took that to heart and I was like, well, if I'm going to be serving time, I might as well like make my cell, so to speak, as comfortable as possible. Right. Right. Which is like what I was able to like, well, I can, I guess I can just go live in Mexico for a while, you mm -hmm. know, without any responsibility. Like I can't imagine doing this with a wife and a kid. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're just adding variables to it. Right. The daycare is open, but we're not sending my daughter back. And I'm essentially right now working from home. So I've become a stay at home parent to a certain extent. So yeah, it's, it's it just increases the things you have to watch out for the, the people you have to be concerned about. Right. I'm not only concerned about my parents, but I'm also concerned about her parents. I mean, maybe not to the same extent, but also, I mean, something happens to them, then obviously my wife's unhappy at to, to say the least. So yeah, yeah then, I mean, it's, um, yeah, but, but again, again, there are trade-offs on the other hand, like, I don't really know anyone here. Right. I mean, part of the reason why I'm doing this too is to like guarantee that I have someone to talk to at least once a week. You know, that's not my therapist. Oh yeah. Uh, so so yeah. I mean, like it, th there are upsides and downsides to this. So. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. I my wife and I and and daughter entertain ourselves essentially. You know, I if I was alone, my options would be severely limited. I mean, even if I've sometimes I wish there was daycare. The fact that there's children's songs playing throughout the day here, even if I hate them and they're repetitive and stuff at least it, <laughs> it lightens the mood right yeah yeah no absolutely i mean yesterday last night i was uh bored um like i had a pretty good day yesterday like i was so yesterday i was supposed to go go to the to the montalban ruins but it turns out that they're closed because of covid right so like so that sort of threw my day off and i was like well i guess i'll, I'll have to do something right i went out and like i i bought like a, a sketchbook and some colored pencils right. and you know so i just like sat down and like on a roof top and do this church and it was very relaxing it took me three hours it was really nice and i felt like i did something productive and good for myself uh, and it was it was very it was very calming to not think of anything but just like filling in the page color and drank beer and it was really nice here's one thing that i thought about today to kind of close this out i'm wondering if i am extending this cowboy pain cowboy whatever this is by making my daughter a cowboys fan because she now has a Dak prescott jersey and i wonder yeah. what that i don't know I don't know. I mean, I, I ultimately it's not that serious, but yeah, no, you, you think it's not, but then, you know, like my counter to that is like, I don't know. I think so. Right. That's how, you know, she, she's your daughter. Cause she's suffering the same way. <laughs> no, but it, like, I mean, it's obviously right. Last episode, we mentioned our dads for me. Uh, a lot of the way that I view sports is directly influenced by my dad. My dad grew up being a, a big Club America fan. It is what it is. And as a result, I became a Club America fan, but I, I feel like I emulated the way that he would react to the way that that team would disappoint him. And yeah. so sports is sort of like one of the few love languages that he has, you know? So mm -hmm. it's fucking it. like you, you got to make the best of what you, you have. Well, it's interesting that you said your reaction almost mirrored his. I'm very self-conscious now of how I react to when I'm watching the Cowboys game. You know, like I said, I've almost, almost, well, not almost. I, I try not to flip out. It's just like, all right, they lost, whatever. It serves no purpose for me to keep on cursing at Mike McCarthy or Jalen Smith. Definitely not in front of her because ultimately I think that it's pointless. I mean, it's going to be good when they win, but if they lose, it shouldn't be that serious. And even though it still is, it's still some effect to that. Obviously we have a podcast dealing with this. I hope my daughter does not have her own podcast dealing with her own issues with the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. But yeah. You know, that's, that's really interesting. Right. I mean, cause I do think that, I, I don't know. I don't know how you were before we started this but look I, I sort of feel 
feel like I wonder if my relationship and the way that I, I respond to Cowboys losses has changed. And I like to think that maybe yes, right? And and I feel like a lot of this is sort of like boils down to like something that I've, I'm trying to truly understand and learn. And that is like, you can't, you know, approach the world as you wish it was. You have to take it as it is. Right. And the truth of the matter is life is going to be full of disappointments. You know, I mean, we, we definitely know that by A, being Mexican and B, being Cowboy fans. And, you know, like it's, shit's going to happen. But I think like on, on the flip side, you know, like you're also going to have really good moments, right? So it's sort of like learning how to navigate the world when both things can happen. Yeah, and having hope that, I mean, I know this is a abrupt transition, but having hope that they beat the Giants next week and they go to 500. <laughs> no, yeah. not, not even 500. They're, no, in, they're, like, they're 1-3, that's right. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my God, they're playing the Giants next week. They're Let's playing... talk about that. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know. actually, now that you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, this is going to be really sweet. But because it is the Cowboys, how likely do you think it is that next week just ends up being Jason Garrett like Jason Garrett's revenge. Jason Garrett revenge with Daniel Jones having the game of his career. Yeah. There's there's a 50% chance at least that that happens. Yeah. Well, well, well that was uh God damn it, dude. I was trying to get us out of here with like a a good fucking note or something insightful. Well, well here's and then you the, just grinded me into reality. So here's the good uh, note though. <laughs> There's a fifty percent chance that it doesn't happen. So there you go. Well, yeah, right. It, it's either gonna happen or it's not gonna happen, and we're still gonna be here next week, or yeah. we might not. You know. Um, well, uh, anyway, let's 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 try to end this on a good note, man. Uh, so you mentioned you have a job interview tomorrow. I I you, you feel good about it? You know, can you want to talk a little bit about about it or do you just want to sort of keep it under wraps yeah i want to keep it under wraps but i do i mean it's actually let's talk about something else uh all right let's do it i was one of the articles that i wrote was will be featured in the 2020 best american sports writing anthology that's released every year and that that was really i found out about this the article by the way is uh some dead spin article that i wrote about fc juarez and uh i wrote it the day after the el paso massacre and i found out about this it being nominated Nominated, it being included in must have been March, right when the pandemic was hitting off, and that was that was one of the good pieces of news that I received. And I was told not to say anything up until uh, until around this time. And the other day, I got an email saying we could freely talk about it. So that's a positive thing that I have going. That I'm very I'm honored to be included. And wow, uh, dude, that's you know honestly that is that's such a that's 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 amazing. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Honestly, you know it's funny. It's funny. I mean, if if people haven't read that article they should definitely definitely read it I, i'm pretty sure that was the first time I, I ever read your work and like i read it and i was like damn like i was like i read it and it hit me at such a, like a, as you know being a border kid right you spoke to a like obviously you know you think a lot about obviously you've thought a lot about the shooting right but you know as someone who was also from the border the fact that this fucker decided to go to el paso and not the valley right it could have like that's a thing like both are sort of like the same distance right right, right. and and, and so like the fact you know it's like that could have been my city my hometown and and so like yeah just reading your article was just sort of i i don't know like i don't know if i ever told you this but like after i read that article like i remember flagging it to i immediately emailed angel rodriguez who who used to be the la times sports editor you know it's like yo we need to hire him you know or we need we need to like you know assign him stories because this is too good you know congratulations it's it's not surprising given how good it is but 
said it's such a great thing to hear. So yeah, thanks, wow, man. man. Congrats. Uh, thanks. Uh, so I mean, this this kind of speaks to the lack of representation, but you know, I think I'm one of the few Mexicans that have ever been included in that, and I, I definitely say lack of representation because there's a lot of people that could write like this if given the chance. I believe, right? A lot of Mexican, a lot of Mexican Americans, a lot of just Latinos in general. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it changes, yeah. but we'll see. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, that's the reason why we're doing this, right? Because it's not like you and I both think that there are a lot more people like us, right? That sort of straddle this line between like being Mexican, but also being American and and having sort of like sports and, and all these different things be part of, of that experience, right? You and I started this, obviously, you know, to because it's like, because you ultimately, you and I think that there's an audience for this, right? And, right. and like, not to sound dispassionate about it, but like the fact is like you and I are doing this because A, we are Cowboys fans, but B, because we actually think that there's some like a lot of potential to what we're doing right because there's so many of us that we can be so specific and be like there's a big audience for a podcast for cowboys fans that are mexican or, or latino there's 32 teams in the league you know what i'm saying it's like that's how big of a chunk of an audience you know that we can have is but yeah no i mean i think i think it's a uh, really fantastic i think it's very well deserved i i encourage people to read it and i think that's really really good news um and i think we should definitely end on that note um we do have one last thing we need to do though we which we haven't done yet and since uh i suggested it i suggested it last week i think it's your turn to pick a corrido or a song that best describes what the fuck just happened today i'm going to pick a newer corrido i guess they're called uh Correos tumbados, or I, I don't know. I, I, I get confused to what the exact uh, <clears throat> label is. But this week's song will be by Lenin Ramirez. Ya no vuelvo contigo. <laughs> That's a very, that's a very, very fitting song choice. Uh, well, Roberto, uh, I, I gotta say, man, handling these losses is a lot better when you have someone to talk to. So thank you. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you too, because yeah, having having someone to talk to or actually trying to process this has gotten a lot better, right? Because right now I would just be sitting with my daughter and wife watching TV, which is great, but I'd still have a whole bunch of just little random thoughts about the Cowboys going through my head. So yeah, this is great. Yeah. Also, I can't believe we actually broke some news in this podcast right i mean have, have you posted it anywhere about about uh, the selection of your story no best american sports writing no i haven't i haven't posted anything just i don't know i always i don't know sometimes it feels weird to share good news in, in moments like this right and, and by this i mean what's happening with the world and with the election and everything else you know but I yeah also, but, but but let's be honest though i mean i feel like it's 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 a little hard for mexicans to share good news in general right and maybe I think <laughs> that's because there's a phrase that if we say it it, it, it might fall apart. Right, which is exactly why they want to talk about the the potential job. Yeah, fair so. enough. Well, well, I'll, I'll edit that out. I no. mean, no, I won't. But yeah, fair enough. You know, we'll. we'll uh, so hopefully it happens. Keep we'll it see. in. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Hopefully uh, by this time next week I have another announcement. Yes. So yes. anyway, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, man. Um, so Fidel, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, man. You too, man. And I will uh, talk to you next week. Yo verga, no está viendo, pero...